Welcome to the RodeoKids.com podcast. I'm your host, Camarie Widmer, and today we are going to talk a little bit about the practice pin and having those family ties. And I know that we're deep into the summer and the rodeo season, and hopefully everything is going well. But I also know that sometimes um, as rodeo families, the tensions can get a little high when we're traveling together, we're coming home and doing laundry together and homework and uh, going to the practice pen together and fun things together and all things together can definitely lead to some tension. And today I just want to talk about my own experience and some strategies that may help you and your family out with just keeping it fun, keeping it to the point and keeping us all on the road to reaching those gold buckle dreams. Welcome to the RodeoKids.com podcast, where we empower youth to be their best selves through the values and traditions of the rodeo and Western lifestyle. Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome back to the RodeoKids.com podcast. Again, I am your host, Cam Marie Widmer, and thank you for joining in. I appreciate you all more than you know and what you are doing as uh, rodeo competitors, as families, as just wonderful people is awesome and I love being a part of this industry and seeing you all grow and watch as so many cool opportunities come about and things happen within this industry. It is truly amazing and I'm so thankful that every single one of you is part of it. If you are just tuning into the rodeokids.com podcast for the first time and you are interested in getting in rodeo or maybe you've been in it for a little while but you've got some friends and you're just not really sure where to steer them, tell them about rodeokids.com. We have coaching calls. We now have the Rodeo 101 tab where there's all kinds of information about how to get started, what to even expect, just things that we as contestants or people who grew up in the industry just kind of know about the rodeo rules and the proper etiquette and how to warm your horse up and stuff like that. Uh, We kind of spelled some of that out in that Rodeo 101 just to give people who are interested, intrigued, started, uh, uncertain about it, a little bit of a guideline and just some support in that. So again, that's on the rodeokids.com website on the Rodeo 101 tab. We also just got done with our first Rodeo Kids Mental Game Clinic. It was online over Zoom and it was awesome. We had so much fun. We had our friend Dr. Andy Wolf from Wolf and Sons Performance join us and he had so many cool strategies to offer and acronyms and things that uh, we were able to put into practice through the activities individually and as a group in the homework that we've done to help our competition and our mental game go to the next level instantly. I took the things that I learned that I hadn't heard about before um, in the clinic and I went to the rodeo the next weekend and in the practice pen and it has made a huge difference already. So We have scheduled two more of those clinics. We're going to do the phase one or the level one again. Uh, So for those of you who wanted to come but couldn't quite make it or maybe you were unaware of it and you would love to do, to work on your mental game and take that to the next step, um, we are going to have the level one again on Thanksgiving weekend on that Friday after Thanksgiving. And then we are going to do a phase two 
for those who have already completed phase one, either last week or over Thanksgiving break on Friday, we're going to start phase two on Saturday. So mark your calendars, guys, because if you are wanting to, to chase those gold buckle dreams and you've got big goals and aspirations, whether it's in the rodeo arena or for any other sports or for just life or your career in the future, or if you're an adult and you're interested, heck, you guys can join us too. You know, we're just here to help us get to the next level. And it's so easy to get focused and wrapped up on just practice pen, practice pen, practice pen, and riding, 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 which is important. But if we don't train our brain as well to overcome the things that hold us back that we're unaware of, then we're never going to get where we want to go. So check that out on the rodeokids.com website under the clinics and coaching page. We'll have more information for that here soon. All right. So now I want to talk a little bit about something that I personally um, have struggled with in my family pretty much my whole life. Um, And I know just through the clinics and the camps and the lessons and the coaching calls and interactions with different kids and families all across the country that this is something that happens to a lot of us. And it's natural. It's normal. Um, If you're having this happen in your family, you're not crazy. You're not wrong. You're not, uh, you know, causing yourself any problems or any harm or anything like that. Um, it's just, it's normal. We're families. And when we practice together, we can get in, it can create some tension. Let's just put it that way. It can create some tension, um, some arguments, some extra pressure that transfers from the practice pin to the rodeo arena. And it sits in the back of our subconscious mind and it eats at us. And it just keeps us from performing at our best. And I really wanted to talk about this today because um, it's not something that we have to fight our whole life. There are strategies, there are techniques, there are tactics, there are ways to increase communication, uh, to have conversations, and to reduce that tension by listening to each other and understanding each other. So now I want to just share with you a little bit about my story growing up. Um, I have a great family. I love my mom, my dad. They're wonderful people. They've been involved in the rodeo industry um, literally my entire life. My mom worked for a rodeo company and was a professional barrel racer. Um, At 67 years old, she still barrel races today. Probably shouldn't have said her age, but I did. Um, My dad, he is in his 60s as well, and he's still team ropes. Um, He's pro rodeoed as well and done just about every event. He's been a pickup man. They've been on the production side of rodeo. Um, Just about everything that you can think of when it comes to rodeo, they've had their hand in at some point in time or another. I have uncles and aunts that are involved in it and cousins. And so I come from a rodeo family, but our style of communication isn't always one that's conducive to success, to long-term success. Um, It can definitely create some some extra tension and stress and confusion and frustration. Gosh darn, we get frustrated sometimes. And when I was in high school um, and I was learning how to rope and do all the things, it it was tough because you always want to listen to your parents who know more than you. And parents who are listening to this, your children want to make you proud. If they want to make anybody proud in the whole wide world, it is you. So anything that they do in the practice pen is not intentional to go against you 99% of the time unless 
they've been pushed to a point where they feel like they have to act out. But with that, with that pressure to make you proud, there's also the tension of like, for me, going back to my high school story, um, when my dad or my mom would tell me things and, and now looking back, I know that they were just trying to help me. And I think I knew that then too, but to me, it always came off as that I wasn't doing it right. And I was disappointing them. Every time that they would say something, it was like I was failing them if I couldn't figure it out when they told me the first time. And that adds a lot of stress in itself just because we want to make you proud. And at at school, when we play basketball or football or volleyball or whatever traditional school sport we have, we have coaches. And, you know, of course, we want to make them proud too, but Um, We know that they're there to teach us. We, it's just a different relationship than with our parents. Um, So when you're in the practice pen, just keep that in mind that if you're, if your kids are lashing out a little bit or just aggressive about when you're trying to help them, that it's probably got nothing to do with what you're actually saying. It's just that they don't want to disappoint you. And that's what I struggled with, um, especially with my dad and Uh, Again, I love my dad, and we just have a hard time communicating. He comes into the practice pen with the best of intentions, but he wants to to fix what I'm doing the minute that he walks into the arena without asking me, you know, what's my plan? What are we going to do today? What what are you thinking about? You know, how's your horse been acting? What are you going to work on in your roping individually? And then what are you going to work on for your horse? Um, are we going to rope the dummy first or anything like that? That's one thing that we've struggled with is not creating a pre-practice plan. So then when we get to the arena, and again, this has been like this for uh, my lifetime and we're really working on this. Uh, this is raw, uh, emotional stuff for you guys that at 31 years old, I still struggle with, um, or we're still learning how to overcome. We're turning our obstacles into opportunities, but we haven't talked about our plan. You know, again, we're not like traditional sports where, you know, the coach has a practice plan and we're going to follow that all the time where he's already prepared with, we're going to spend five minutes doing this and 10 minutes doing that and this and that. And then we're going to scrimmage at the end of practice, or we're going to free run or stretch or whatever. We don't usually have that structure in rodeo related events or horse related events in the Western industry because most of us don't have actual coaches. Um, we have our parents. And so kids, we get to give our parents a little bit of slack too because they're doing the best, their best with the tools that they have. So then it turns into, okay, I have this plan in my head as to what I am going to do for my horse and for myself during that practice session. Um, or maybe if you're a rough stock rider, what you're going to do on the spur board or how you're going to stretch or whatever it is that your um, strategy or plan is. And then as parents, you know, I've, I've witnessed this with my mom and with lots of other parents too and children is that the the parents then come in and they have a plan for what your practice should look like. But there's such a disconnect between what the child or what I in this situation have in mind for what my practice is going to look like and what my dad 
has in mind for what my practice should look like. So then we get into the practice pen and I'm trying to execute certain things or certain maneuvers or work in the box or score calves or work on my gate stuff or or whatever it may be depending on the event. And he'll come and again with the best of intentions, he'll start coaching me or offering suggestions um, without really understanding what's going through my head at that time. So then that causes me to get a little bit of frustration, get more tense, uh, quit focusing on what I'm doing in the practice pen and what my plan was. And then I start focusing on my emotions that are coming up around my dad or my mom or whoever's out there. Um, because I still want to make them proud and I'm trying to do that, but I already had this plan in my head and now we just have chaos. Like it's created this chaos in my mind and then that transfers to my horse and then there's all this tension and it just could definitely be avoided and so that's what we're really working on right now is is communicating is creating a way to communicate that we can be on the same page that we can work together to create a a positive practice atmosphere where suggestions can flow freely from one end to the other without getting defensive, without, or frustrated, or just having those feelings boil up and to keep it fun. I think it's really important to remember that we're out there in that practice pen because we love what we're doing and we want to keep that love for the sport that we are, the event that we are involved in um, at the forefront and just the opportunity of what we have at the forefront. And in kids who are listening to this, I think it's really important for you guys to remember too that if your parents get defensive, it might be because they feel like they're failing you too. Again, they don't have professional coaching. They didn't sign up to become a rodeo coach in the sense that a traditional, you know, sport Uh, your basketball coach, football coach, you know, those guys signed up for it. They interviewed for it. They knew what they were getting into and they probably prepared for it a little bit more than what your parents did. And so when you aren't quite understanding what they're saying or there's that lack of communication, it's also frustrating for them because internally, and it has nothing to do with you, but because they're trying to do their very best to coach you, but maybe they just don't know how and they feel like they're failing you too. Um, so there's definitely that, you know, there's two sides to it and um, to, to be competitive and to keep those ties and to keep it fun in the practice pen for the family. I think there's things that we can do to help overcome this and to help create better communication. One thing that um, I did the other day that just really needed to be done is I took a big deep breath and I had just thought about what is it that I need to win? What is it that I need to have the best practice possible? And I did this outside the practice pen. Kids or parents or whoever's listening to this that is the one who's the competitor Think about what you feel like you really need to be successful, the kind of atmosphere, the kind of encouragement. That's something we talked about in the mental game clinic is what motivates you? Are you a person who needs a pat on the back, who when somebody says, hey, that was a really pretty run, that fires you up and you want to go make that pretty run again? Do you need that kind of positive reinforcement 
Or are you the kind of person who, when you missed and you you need somebody to be like, hey, come on, you can do better than that. Like, you can, you've got more than that to give. You know, somebody who pushes you in a way that says you've got more. Um, and there's not a right, there's not a wrong, but learning what kind of style you have is really important so that when you have a conversation with your parents, you can sit down and say, hey, I really appreciate it and it really makes me want to keep roping when you say this, when you help me in this way. Um, and, and it really drives me or it really fires me up or I really get more aggressive and want to go out there and just ride the heck out of it or rope the heck out of it or just whatever it is event you're in. Um, that you can apply that to know that and be honest with yourself um, about that because that's really important to know who we are in our personality. And then ask yourself too in this moment or in this time that you're spending, you know, what it is that's not working. When what when when X happens, Y is the result, you know, and, and it's an equation. And and ask yourself, what am I doing? Take responsibility for your part in it. That, for instance, I was not saying anything, you know, like when I would back in the box, when I would get frustrated with my dad, um, rather than addressing it and being calm about it and saying, hey, this is my plan and being upfront with him so he knew what I was thinking, I just didn't say anything and I let him keep talking and I, I added to the frustration because he didn't know what was going through my mind either, even though I was sitting there frustrated, he couldn't tell. Um, so that was my part in it. And maybe that's your part in it, or maybe you're overreacting and you're not listening. You know, there's that part too, where maybe you're going in there and you know, your parents are trying to help you and you choose just not to listen at all. And you're maybe being a little disrespectful. Sometimes that happens and that's okay. If you're there right now and you're realizing that that's who you are, that's okay. The important part is that we get to move forward from it. Um, and parents, I ask you to do the same thing, you know, to, to say, I don't understand what it means when you say this, you know, to your kids, like they're going to do things that you're like, I don't get it. Like, why are they so mad at me? And, or why are they so frustrated and asking them and being open to their answer and not getting defensive if they say, I'm yelling back at you because you're driving me crazy when you tell me this because I feel like I'm failing. It's it's not against you. It's just a feeling that they have. And we're trying to come to a resolve about how we can try to overcome this issue or this situation right now. Um, so just be open and honest and then ask yourself, you know, what am I doing to cause this? And I, I read a quote the other day and it said, be the parent you needed as a child. So take a deep breath, look back at the things your parents did that drove you crazy and ask yourself, am I doing that same thing? Or your coach or something that you saw somebody else do that you knew didn't help you, but you were around it so much that now you're doing it too and you didn't even realize it until you sat down. And then take ownership of that. Say, all right, that's what I'm doing and it is not helping my child. It is not helping my student. It is not helping whoever it is that you're trying to help. And then sit down and have a conversation about it. Don't do it in the practice pen because there's already too much heated emotion in there, but sit down around the kitchen table sometime or out in the barn or in the shop or wherever it is that you gather to have conversations 
Um, and I recommend doing it somewhere with fresh air, you know, in the truck when people feel like they can't get out of a conversation if it does get too heated or whatever may happen. That can cause too much tension, especially if you're on the way to the rodeo. Do this when you've got a little bit of extra time or you've set aside plenty of time to have this discussion and you're not rushed, you're not nervous, and you can take that time. Um, But just sit down and say, hey, I feel like there's been something going on or there is, this is going on. Kids, if you're going to be the one to address it, the other day I just had to, I got off my horse in a real calm voice and I just told my dad, I said, hey dad, I said, this just isn't working. I said, right now uh, we need to work on our communication. We're going to have to fix this and it's, our time isn't right now, but can we have a conversation about this here later? And then later I addressed it and I said, hey dad, I said, here's the thing. I said, I appreciate you and I love it when you help me. I want you to be a part of it and I want to make you proud. You are the one person that I want to make proud. But I struggle when you don't communicate. You know, when you come in and I have a plan and you don't have any idea what my plan is or why I'm doing what I'm doing and then you start instructing me. And that is really difficult for me because... I already had a strategy. I want you to be able to give me suggestions and I want your suggestions, but there's a time and a place and we need to work on how we communicate that because right now it's driving me crazy and adding a lot of extra tension when you're disrupting the plan that I currently have. And he, we said it and it was in a place where I was calm. I didn't get heated. My heart wasn't elevated and I wasn't already mad. It was just at a time where it was, it was calm. And then parents, if, if you're in that situation, you know, one thing that uh, my parents have done is just said, hey, Cam, let's talk about this. Like, it doesn't work when you talk to me this way. You know, I've gotten to where I coach my mom some as well. And uh, so there's been times where she says, hey, I just need you to stop coaching me for a little while so that I can figure this out. I appreciate what you have to say, but right now isn't the time. That's another way to address it if you're the competitor or the student. Parents, if you can tell that you have done something that is driving your children crazy in the practice pen, own it. You know, teach them what it means to be responsible for your actions. One way that you can handle it is before practice, kind of like we talked about just a little bit ago, Gather up the family, gather up the kids, gather up whoever it is that you need to have the conversation with. Maybe it's a one-on-one conversation. Maybe everybody's included and just be honest and say, hey, I just want to apologize. I realize that I have been doing this, 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 or this uh, during your practices and I can see now where it's driving me crazy or driving you crazy. And um, so I want to apologize for that. And I also would like to address X, Y, and Z that I feel like, in my opinion only, is causing some extra turmoil. And I would like to have a discussion about how we can fix that and let's come up with some strategies as a family on how to communicate better with each other. And just be willing to open the conversation up. Kids, you can also take that and say, hey, mom, dad, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I have been acting this way. I'm sorry that I have been defensive 
that I have been rude, that I have not been listening very well. I mean, these are all just things that happen. doesn't necessarily apply to you. Or I'm sorry that I haven't been tough enough. I'm sorry that I've been crying. I'm sorry that whatever it is that, you know, is your part in it, just recognize it. And maybe you don't even need to apologize. It just maybe say, hey, this is why I've been acting a certain way. Um, and I don't want to continue acting this way. I don't do it intentionally, but I just don't know how else to react when X, Y, or Z happens. Um, and be honest and it can be hard to be honest, especially kids with their parents. Um, it is, it is hard for them to feel like they might disappoint you. It is hard for them especially when they're younger and they're struggling with this stuff. It is so hard for them to look you in the eye as their role model, as their idol, as their parent, and say, I am uncomfortable right now or I'm frustrated right now. And we want to be open, though. We want to teach them how to handle those frustrations because when these kids grow up, and kids, when you grow up, you're going to have to face this with teachers, with friends, with spouses, with employers, with college professors, with different people. You're going to have to ex- be able to express these frustrations. And uh, you know, this is just an opportunity as a family to foster a life-building and character-building skill as to how to handle frustrations. Um, and if we can conquer it with our family, heck, we can conquer it with anybody. Um So I just wanted to share that with you guys. It's an ever-evolving conversation, but starting it and being open with each other, creating plans um, to to what your practice is going to look like, uh, what your intentions are with yourself, with your horse, with your steers, uh, whatever it is that you're doing, and just making sure that you step into the arena on the same foot, making sure that you've addressed the communication gaps Uh, that will make a huge difference in how your practices are conducted and how you guys communicate with each other and the kind of fun that you can have in the practice pen once we learn how to communicate and overcome the things that cause frustration, tension, and distraction. If you would like a little additional information on this, we have a Rodeo Kids family activity that you can do together that includes... Um, the whole family, or it can just be two of you, however you want to do it. But it's just a really cool activity that allows you to dive into um, what it takes to be a rodeo family and to communicate as a rodeo family and to create guidelines, which help create understanding and clarity. And when we have that, gosh, if we have that in the practice pen and we can just focus on going in there and practicing whatever event it is and knowing that we're helping each other and fostering each other's skills and desires and just making it an awesome opportunity, then that's when we get to back in the box at the rodeo and we don't have to worry about anything else. We don't have to take that stress from the practice pen with us. That is a huge advantage for those of you who are really striving to be champions. And I know that every single one of you that listens to this is striving to be a champion. So let's figure this out. Um, You can reach out to me at Camarie at RodeoKids.com. We're on Facebook and Instagram and TikTok, uh, wherever you would like to find us. If you would like to participate in that Rodeo Kids family activity, then shoot me an email. Give us a call, 641-799-5042. All of the information is also on the website, and we will get that emailed over to you um, so that you can get started on that and 
bridge that communication gap so you can reach those gold buckle dreams. I hope that helps all of you guys out and don't forget to put it on your schedule for the Rodeo Kids Mental Game Clinic that will be online over Thanksgiving weekend on Friday and Saturday. Get signed up and reserve your spot. Safe travels, everybody. Good luck. God bless. And let us know if RodeoKids.com can help you in any way. Hey, hey, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to the RodeoKids.com podcast. As always, if you could share this with your friends, uh, talk about it with your family, and let them know about what we're doing here at RodeoKids.com. If this impacted you in any way, please share it with them uh, so that we can grow. And when we grow, we get to provide more opportunities to help you grow. So get that out there and share it. And I want to encourage you to head on over to the RodeoKids.com website and check out what we have to offer. And lastly, I want to share with you the new RodeoKids.com scholarship fund. This scholarship will go towards educational opportunities for clinics, camps, lessons, books, um, that kind of stuff that goes into educating youth in the Western industry. These funds will not be allocated for college or entry fees or fuel. It is for educational purposes only within the industry. Um, but head on over to Ready Kids if you know somebody who could have, who could use some help uh, getting to the next level, or you would like to nominate them. Please reach out to us and let us know because we want to help these kids get involved, stay involved, and just grow within the industry and within their event. Again, that's the rodeokids.com scholarship fund. Head on over there. And if you would like to contribute, you can contribute on the website. 